Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is the Gospel just read from St. Matthew chapter 20, the parable of the worker, his wages, and the generous master. First of all, let's be very clear that I did not pick this text. This is just the text that came up for this Sunday in the church year. If you don't like the text, you can blame the lectionary. There are a number of elements to this parable from our Lord which seem to tug at issues facing our community today. We'll touch on some of those, but more importantly, we will get to the point that our Lord is trying to make in delivering this parable to us. So to set the stage, let's rehearse the events in our text again. The master of the house goes into the marketplace the first thing in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. He finds the men and offers them a denarius a day for their labor and they go into work. He then goes out again at 9 o'clock, at noon, at 3 o'clock, and finally at 6 o'clock at night. And for each of these, he offers them a denarius of work, a day's wage. Finally, it comes to the end of the day. At the end of the day, the foreman calls the workers into the office and gives them the denarius for their day's work. Now, it doesn't take a labor expert to figure out what's going to happen next. The ones who worked all day long are angry at the master because he paid them the same amount as the lazy slobs who only worked an hour. The text ends with this. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last only worked one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last workers I gave to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me, or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. Now, there are a number of things that are disturbing about this text. And frankly, it's easy to take our current situation regarding the Wisconsin budget and try to kind of apply it back to this text. It would be easy to, see, to say that the master is being unfair and that if the workers had been more organized, they would have benefited from the process. It would also be easy to say that the money and the work of the master was his own. Let him pay the people what they want, what he wants to pay them. It's his money. While we could see arguments for both sides on that, looking at the parable this way ultimately is unsatisfying because we easily miss the point that Jesus is trying to make in the parable. This is why, by the way, I'm always suspicious of people who want to take parables and kind of apply them in a nice, clean, straight application from there to here. We have to be very careful in studying God's Word that we remember that it is 
God's word, not our word? What is his point that he's trying to teach us and give us? That has to be the question for us today. So to answer the question, we have to learn a little context. The Jews in Jesus' day, and this peculiar group of Jews called the Pharisees especially, they believed that God had chosen them above all others. They were, after all, the chosen people, called through Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees to possess the land to be God's people. God had reiterated this through Moses and the exodus out of Egypt back to the Promised Land. Even after they returned from exile in Babylon, the Jews firmly believed that God had set them up, that he had made them special. Now make no mistake about it, they were special, but not for the reasons they thought. They were special because through them the son of David would be born and would take away his people's sins. Through Abraham all the nations of the world would be blessed, God said. Yes, these people were special, but they were special because they had something to give away, not because they had something to keep for themselves. And that circles us around to the point of this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Is it fair that one man works 12 hours and another works one hour and they both get paid the same? Nope, certainly not fair. It's not reasonable at all. Now, stop thinking about Madison and start thinking about the kingdom of God. St. Paul writes in Romans that the wages of sin is death. All of us like to think of ourselves as good people. I am moral. I'm upright. I haven't killed anyone, stolen from anyone. I clearly am one of those who started working at dawn through the heat and scorch of the day. Yet it is abundantly clear from God's perspective that because of your sinfulness and mine, that you are riddled with evil and impurity from start to finish, and that the wages you deserve is not a denarius, not eternal life, but death. That's fair. That's the law, and the law makes no exceptions. It doesn't care about extenuating circumstances or what kind of childhood you had or who your parents are or what you do at church or anywhere or anything else. You are defined first by your sinfulness. So if we were to be fair, the wages would be death. For remember, James in his epistle says that whoever has kept the law at every turn but failed in one point is guilty of all. If God is about fairness, we are all toast. Every one of us. But God is not about fairness. He's about generosity. 
as our text puts it. Or as St. Paul puts it, for by grace have you been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. God's generosity means that whether you have been a Christian for an hour or a lifetime, it doesn't matter. God is not going to give you what you deserve. He's going to give you what Jesus deserves. He gives you eternal life, forgiveness of sins, salvation, and hope in his name. We are not fair in the kingdom of God. We're not about rights, at least not in the political sense. By God's grace, we are about mercy. God is merciful to you, not fair. God wants only to place you in the vineyard so that you may live under him in his kingdom in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness that you may live forever. Turn away from your own views of fairness toward your neighbor and turn to the mercy of God. For God has big plans for you in his Son. He is going to use you in all sorts of crazy ways to give out his mercy in a world in desperate need of help. He is going to use you to prove to the world that he is not fair, but rather that he loves and that he is generous and merciful and kind. Listen to him. Hear his word, believe and live as though God matters most and that he has given you an abundance of gifts to give away for his sake. Believe it for Jesus' sake. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Amen.